Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Boom. It's the end of the season. The end of the season for a league. The FAWC has come to an end. It came down to one point, one shot, one goal. This is how it was decided. The fate of Coventry and Watford all in one game. Cruel and happy, bizarre and giddy. Just a strange way to end the season. You, you know, for those who were there, you would feel truly sorry for them. And I can see someone's just popped up there, their hands in the air like this going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Hello. I am so sorry. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I didn't realise what the sign was. and then <laughs> Don't worry. This is the way that we do pods, right? You know, we're live. And Emma has just popped in and said, I'm so, "Don't worry, I'm just yeah, I'm just sorry. in the middle of the intro." This is what is what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Emma's here, but um, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about um, obviously Coventry uh, and the results from the FAWC, and also about the time that is. I think it's time that the leagues increase. We've had this conversation before. We're going to do a bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the WSL. And outside of the WSL, we're going to talk about Newcastle United women. Big things going up there, as they say in my, my part of the part of the world. They say big things. Big things. Um, um, Emma, how are you? <laughs> Rushed off my feet. <laughs> um, I've had a very manic day at work. And uh, it's just kind of put me bit out of counter. <laughs> That's all right. No, look, listen, I, I, I actually figured that something was happening with you. Why is why you, you're normally super prompt, super early. I thought, you know what, something's happened. You're at work anyway. You're here. I'm grateful. Always great to chat to you. Uh, oh, Shahan, Shahan did put something in the in the Twitter thread about wanting to, if we were including guests. I've just sent him an, an invite. If he if he pops in, that'd be great. He might have an insight yeah, in terms no, of awesome, the, yeah. what happened to to Bristol um you know I was in I was in the at the beginning of basically saying you know for 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 Watford and, and Coventry what a way what a bizarre and emotional way to end the season you know I felt for for Watford you know and and in terms of what went on for them how the game ended um but also just felt giddy and joyous and I, I was emotional and I'm not even I wasn't even playing you know just just to, to be there and watch Coventry get out of jail actually you know rise to the challenge face every obstacle that 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 came their way and and stay in the championship you know it's 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 what you say it, it's a dreams come true moment for a certain club, but there's you have to look at the other side. Emma, did you catch any of it? Did you see any of it? Obviously, there was a lot of um, kind of commotion. <laughs> I'm going to say commotion <laughs> about that game on Twitter, and, and rightly so. I think, you know, um, Coventry have had such a season. It's It's been difficult. It's obviously been, there's been a lot of uncertainty. Um, and 
through through everything they've just threw everything at this game to to get something out of it and it's and it's unbelievable you know you you can't write things like this and i think this was it goes back to you know how much you can you love this game of football you know it has and it has so much uncertainty and you know many would have obviously perhaps the odds don't go in, you know, Coventry's favour when you're heading into a game like that. Um, obviously, Watford themselves, you know, you expect you expect it to go the other way. I think in that mm. in that kind of circumstance. But what an absolute perler of a goal! Um, an absolute moment of magic, and in the dying dying minutes of the game as well to do that special. It will always be you know, remembered with fans and, and rightly so, I think, in the women's game as well as as one of those sort of standout moments, I think. You have to... You, I mean, you have to applaud Coventry for oh, the man. way they went about... I mean, the way they went about their business. They dug so deep. Yeah, I mean, oh, just... So deep. Just from the despair of the, 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 the gut kick that they received at Christmas. Yeah. The news, the way that fans kind of rallied around, the conversations that were going online on on Twitter, definitely there were so many conversations between people. You know, the WhatsApp messages, the the private podcast chats, and how they have just come together, losing one of their key players. You know, going off to to another team in in the championship. You know, because of the, the uncertainty about contracts and everything else, and they stayed the course. This is. You know, some people talk about winning the league and, you know, it's all about being in the top three and playing in Europe. And, you know, they literally pulled themselves out of a grave. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they, it's, they it's, it's momental. Oh. Yeah. They bore the brunt of misfortune, you know, like you said, you know, December, you know, we were lucky to even get toward the end of the season. The club as it is, you know what I mean? So... The fact that they've given themselves a lifeline, and I, and I think from now, I think it is, you know, looking a bit like a, a bit of a rebrand, a bit of a rebuild, and you know, pushing on, which I think they thoroughly deserve. You know, they've obviously now, hopefully, looking forward, have got a, a really good future ahead of them. Um, you know, with the right people to to carry the club forward, so. Yeah, I, I think if you're a, you're a Coventry fan right now, you you're kind of elated, and I I really probably think it's deserved. I, and a massive credit to the to the players that have you know grinded out the season and just finished it in the most magnificent way. Yeah, um, we're going to be joined in a little while in a, in a short moment by by Shahan. I just wanted to, to get this point across before we bring him in and, and talk a little bit about the game. It, it, I mean, I wasn't even due to go to the game. You know, I wasn't due to go to the game. I had it all planned. I knew I was going to go to London City of Lionesses. I hadn't envisaged anything like this at all. I just thought, you know what? Coventry aren't going to get a point. Watford are going to find it difficult at Palace. They'll be able to, to see out the season. And then just that, that you know, that game, you know, Palace get the win. And I, I must correct myself. I listened back to the last pod. I said Palace didn't win. They did. So for those that did listen, apologies. Uh, but Coventry get a win, a 1-0 win, 
another one and it ends with this and it is just absolutely amazing we're going to bring uh shahan in uh hello shahan hi good evening ronnie good evening emma uh yeah sorry hi. thanks for yeah. the invite and sorry yeah, I, I i'm late. sorry i'm not sure about your tardiness shahan <laughs> how dare you arrive i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. how are you grief <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty good thanks yeah um i again as i said um i so apologies for being late i i, w- I was in the office today and i had the commute home so i couldn't get here in time for Cobb well, Essex, yeah, but I didn't well, hear the start of the show, you and two talking about Coventry I, and the game. I'm sure, I'm sure the millions of people who listen to this podcast, Shahan. And it's millions. <laughs> and I mean millions <laughs> are not happy with the excuse that you have provided. Tut, tut. No, it's good to see you. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Um, Shahan, we're, we're, we're kind of going to go over a little bit about the, the, the Coventry game before we kind of touch base on the rest of the championship and Manchester City. Don't worry, Emma, I got you. I got you. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah, I can see she's doing silent fist pumps going, yes, get you. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Shahan, as a Bristol fan, uh, what were your thoughts on, on Coventry's get out of jail? Well, I mean, I think, well, Basically, well, we played them. Um, well, we finally had a home game with them back in April. Um, of course, the game was due to take place in January, but um, but because of the financial situation that Coventry faced at the time, of course, that game was eventually postponed until both teams were free to play that game. But I think what happened to Coventry, you know, just before and over Christmas, I think that was like much of a bigger momentum for Coventry United, and I think all the teams that Coventry were to face, um, you know, Coventry, you know, were on form. I'm trying to think, you know, had, uh, you know, the points deduction and like the financial issues not have happened and the game happened in January, of course, then who knows, maybe Bristol could have had like a better result than what happened with the um, draw that happened back in April. But I think as a football fan overall, like um, the circumstances that the game happened, I mean, I was going to watch the game live on the FA player, but then I found out that Sunderland was streaming the game against Bristol, so I was watching that instead. But yeah, just hearing what happened with Marty Green, you know, again, the, that free kick in the 97th minute, and then seeing the highlights since, you know, the player celebrating, but then um, Joe, and then Jay Bradford, the commentary manager, was like, no, no, um, all the all her staff, you know, to get back on the on the touchline, otherwise more added minutes would be uh more minutes would be added on, and then I think there was I think part of the footage I saw was um, Joe Potter, the who I didn't even know was um, part of the Coventry United staff. I yeah. think she tripped up accidentally by one of her players in in the whole manners the celebration. Yeah, I, I've got to say, if you watch the, uh, the that little clip again on Twitter, um, I'm sure the referee is making a really steady pace over to like you're on the pitch. But she she realizes the moment is so big, she doesn't book anyone. She doesn't, and she could have booked anyone because they came onto the pitch. But she 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 knew that she couldn't. But in terms of Molly Green, you know, I did speak to. I mean, we hung around as long as we possibly could to speak to the players and and the and the manager. Um, it was difficult to get hold of any Coventry player because they were proper celebrating already. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not be? Oh, why would you not? The celebrations were brilliant. They were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, um, say. But it 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 really did. I don't think it actually sunk in 
with them. I mean, they were celebrating, but I don't think they really, it's going to take them a while. And I, I mean, I left, went home, saw family, went to bed, watched, I mean, I, I went home, watched TV, went to bed. All I could think about was the game. World Cup, all I could think about was the game. Today, all I've been thinking about is the game and just thinking, what a way to end the season, what a goal to score. And to be remembered for a goal like that, and I mean, in your career, it doesn't matter if you win, as I was saying to Emma, if you get into the top three and people talk about playing in Europe and everything else, the 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 weight of that goal, it's not just about the three points. It was it was the survival of the club in the championship. It was everything. Considering where they were in July, rem- remember all the tweets, all the players they signed, you know, being pictures taken around Coventry, secret location, who are they signing next? Ev- I mean, everything. It was a massive um, campaign that, that they oh. did and the effort that they went to. I mean, I don't think I've ever really seen any club sort of go to the lengths that, that Coventry did for that. And um, it was really impressive. I think there was one every day, if not every other day. For I mean, we, for weeks. it was like a murder she wrote. Everyone was like, who, who, who is it? What, <laughs> Where what? are they going to be photographed next? Where who is it? Well, what about, you know, you might have got a trainer. Like, who, who, who? And um, it truly is, or it truly has been, a, a roller coaster ride for them. And, uh, and like I said, I was emotional. Don't even play. I'm not connected to the club. And I'm sure that for all those who are connected, they must are physically and emotionally drained right now. But And they'll be walking, I think they'll be walking around quite dazed mm. for a couple of weeks before it actually settles in. Um, yeah, you know, in terms of the game, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I mean, I, as, as the game's going on, I'm making notes and it looked like Watford played very defensive. They, they needed a point. And they knew they were going to be secure. They had a flat back five, it looked like. And their game plan was to catch Coventry on the, the break. Coventry dealt with it pretty well. But even with the possession that they had, even with the potential to actually break down such a really sturdy defence, and Watford did defend really, really well. They, they were well drilled. I just felt that this the game was going to go to one of those whoever scores first wins. Mm. It had that moment, and Coventry had so many free kicks. I mean, their first free kick, Molly Green should have scored from that. In the first fifteen minutes, maybe 15, fifteen or twenty minutes, I'm sure. I can't remember the time. Um, and she was a lot closer in, had a better view of the goal, and she should have scored, didn't. And it was, so, and they had, they must have had at least. 10 plus free kicks in different parts of the pitch. It, it was amazing the way it ended. Seven minutes of added time to score it. And I think it was 96 minutes plus to score. That's anyway, no words. Congratulations to Coventry. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that would probably be one of her greatest moments in her career. You know what I mean? The, it's one one of those things that will be remembered and it was outstanding how she produced mm. it. The finish was incredible and the moment was even better. I mean, it, it it's just a shame that it wasn't, it, it was for survival because yeah. I think had it been, you know, the other way around, if it had been a cup game, if it had been promotion, then I think, 
you know, it, it goes down as probably the moment of the season. Uh, but look, outstanding. And I'm excited now to see what they can bring to next season. Oh, I think we all are. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'll give um, Megan Chandler her due. She was one of the, the, the Watford players that, that came over. Very tearful. All of them were tearful. They were, you know, beyond being, beyond consolable. You know, it was very difficult for everyone connected to the club to see that happen to them at that point. The way it happened, the way it happened as well, at yeah. home, in front of their crowd. Um, at Vicarage Road as well. Yeah, at, yeah, at Vicarage Road. My first time there, nice little ground. Um, you know, 1,000 plus fans in attendance. Not bad. You know, you think this is really good for them, but it just was heartbreaking. Um before we go on to talk about the, the championship, because I know we've got quite a few things, I, I want to play um, Megan's post-match comments just very quickly, so I don't want to bring them up now. So hopefully you guys will disappear, but we'll be, you'll be back. Hey, it's a game of what ifs, you know? What if we got the penalty? We might be in a different position now, but look, like I say, football's cruel, you know? And sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't, and today, unfortunately, it didn't go away. That was a very uh, short interview. It, no, I mean that was the <laughs> it. It was it was it was the best bit that I wanted to take, okay. because when you think about the moment, you know some of the questions that are coming up from post-match comments, they're formulaic. Hmm. But can you say an emotional? I mean, seriously, it's you know, it's just it's just if it had been any other team, yeah. I think obviously you get a different spin on it, but I think because of obviously the magnitude of the game, it can and and you know on the other hand then you've got Molly Green saying you know it's what dreams are made of. Is do you know what I mean? It's I mean look, Megan was very very positive as as well as she can be. You know what's next for the club? Will it be difficult? She said all of those things, and I could have played those. I could have played those clips. But I felt there was a, a, a measure, in that short extract, there was a measure to say football is cruel. As much as we love the game, football is cruel. Because what you have in this game, and this is the thing that I was thinking about in, in, since that time, we are so built up in football, football rivalries, you know, and you go to football and you watch your team and you want your team to win and you want your team to do well. But this is, this is at the other end of the scale when it is so cut and thrust that you're going to see a team disappear from the league that you're in. And the emotional weight of that to look across. And I asked Jay afterwards, you know, congratulations to you. But, you know, it's difficult to take balance from this. And she said, yeah, I looked across and I could see players crying and that could have been us. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's a level of, and she said it and uh, with a level of compassion because that that is the game. And, and Megan was right. Football is cruel. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it don't. And today it didn't. And I thought, of all the things that she said, you know, that was the thing that stuck with me because she she understood, you know, and, and you know, I listened. There were a lot of questions going for us. So I don't need to prolong this because she was, you know, contending with a very difficult afternoon and having to go back in and, speak, and be with her teammates who were... Probably very distraught in terms of the season they had, and it not and it and it started poorly, 
and it didn't necessarily develop until beyond Christmas where they started to get some points on the board. And I, I just think that with the news of Coventry at Christmas, it, it probably provided them a little bit of false hope in terms of what they could do with the remainder of the season and they didn't get enough points. I mean, and, and that's what it came down to. Sorry, Shahan. If you look at around the same time after, obviously, Coventry's news was first announced, of course, um, again, I don't know whether he got sacked or whether he left by his own accord, but of course, Clint Lancaster, who'd been with the club, had left as head coach of Wofford and they brought in some interim head coaches, I believe, but there was no permanent replacement. But yeah. again, you, you talk about, you know, how Megan was speaking afterwards and the consoling as well. Like, I assume both of you seen this, Robbie and Emma, and everyone else that's watching t- um, today right now, but I, I saw the FAWC show today, yeah. of course, which is presented by well, Rosie Rosie. Peter and yeah. Molly, of course. Rosie, of course. Not seen Wofford. it yet. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, she did. Um, obviously, they're both professionals and did it very well. But yeah, without giving too much away for you, for your sake, Ronnie. Yeah, you could tell by uh, Rosie's body language and the style of the show that you know, like she. I mean, she even admitted herself. She said it was it, it was difficult for her to present the show. Of course, being in the situation that she was in as a Wofford player. But um, yeah, I mean, I um, I I just think what's going to happen next season, you know, how does it feel for? Well, I, I don't know if it was going to be another highlight show like there is this season, but how does it feel for Molly and Rosie, especially Rosie, you know, to present a show where it'll be for a league that she'll no longer be playing in, and it'll be interesting to see players like her or even like Helen Ward or even Gemma Davidson, you know, to see whether they'll stick with Watford or you know pursue other opportunities elsewhere because it won't be in either the, the championship or WSL. Same question really for, of course, all the other players in, in yeah. the other teams as well. I mean, that was one of the questions put to her at post-match and she indicated that, that you know, there's a good bond. They're, they're, they're getting more support from the men now, um, the men's side. You know, they've got a good bunch of players. You know, they've got a good core of players that will probably stay with the club, you know, and, you know, being able to play at Vickery Road, you know, in the championship is good. If they get the same chance to do that in the in the National League, great. Because they they know that they'll have the support of the club and they've got a good fan base. They've surely got a good fan base. Surely they can't turn back on that commitment though that they've made. It would be foolish to. But I mean they're not I'm not saying it cannot happen. But it would be foolish to. I think so. I, I think you know? you know they've got they've got a you know they've they've shown that they can do it now. I, I don't. I think if they took that away from them, I, I kind of think that that's a bit. I don't know. Like no, it, it just it, it just would be sad if that's what you know. That's how they kind of foresaw yeah. foresaw the future is that they, you know they take those sort of opportunities where they've kind of gifted them, you know, the, the you know the chance to play at Vicarage Road and. Yeah, I think that's worked really well for them this season, and it, was, it would seem really quite sad if they took that away from them just because, you know, they they got uh, demoted from the league. Well, I'll tell you what, we will come back to that point, Emma, just after this, and we can talk a little bit more about the FAWC. You know what's coming, Nana. Has anyone seen Nana Palmer? God, you say uh, something uh, once on the Vixen cast and then it just sticks no, forever. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, one, one last thing I want to mention about Watford was um, do they take the spot in the National League 
dependent on who comes up. So if if, it, if it's Wolves that get promoted, would then Watford go into the National League North? Or if Southampton win the playoff, would then would Watford then go into the National League South? That is a question. Uh, um, I think, uh, to be honest, sh- sh- not, uh, uh, that's a tweet. <laughs> that's not even a question just for us because I, I would actually... You know, we need to speak to Stuart, who, you know, since 75, at since 75, he probably have since a better 71. idea. Since 71, sorry, 75. <laughs> Apologies. I've not had enough gin. <laughs> I'm joking, I don't drink. Um, so since uh, 71. Um, I've, I've no idea. Interesting I've never even really crossed my mind. Probably, probably south. Um, look, let, yeah, let, that's what, let's come back to that. Let's come back to that. Um, I'm going to run through the results very quickly for the for the championship, and then we can hear from Shahan about Bristol. Uh, for the the games, the last game of the FAWC, Lewis uh, two, Liverpool one. What? Um, London City three, Blackburn Rovers one. What? Uh, Sheffield United <laughs> two, <laughs> Crystal Palace two. Uh, Charlton to Durham one, yeah, not surprised. Um, <laughs> Sunderland, <laughs> joking, <God. laughs> not surprised. Um, no, I could, I'll be honest with you, I'm not surprised. Uh, Sunderland to uh, Bristol, what? Uh, Bristol City to what? Sit two, and obviously Watford nil, Coventry one. I'm going to be honest with you. So I looked at some of the results and I think who's who's gone away on holiday? Liverpool champions, okay. Uh, London City Lionesses. They come strong towards the end. Pippin, Bristol into second place. Um, Bristol won't be happy with that. Shahan will fill us in a little bit more. Charlton play Charlton at home are really good. You know, they're really, really good. And I think Durham, uh, I think they had uh, Rhea Hardy go there from, from Coventry. I think, not sure if she's really settled there. They Durham also took um, Ejupe from London City Lionesses, um, not really settled, injured. You know, Durham starts strong in the league and then they, this is almost like the third year where they've started strong and you think, yeah, they're going to do it and they fade away and they fade away and you just think, oh God, what would it be if they actually stayed at the top for the whole season and, and went up in the, into the WSL? Uh, Sunderland, really good result for them at home. You know, two goals against the mighty Bristol City. Shahan, what one? Um, uh, am I allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like Google have it with Marcus Rashford, you know. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> what's going you, on? That, that, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learning. <laughs> okay, so anything to say about Bristol, Shahan? Yeah, apart um, from disappointed. I mean, well, I think overall, um, I think if you ask fans like me, you know what we thought at the start of the season, what we were going to expect. I mean, I think the fact that we reached third, um, you know, beating, um, you know, above Crystal Palace on, on goal difference, um, as an example, um, I think it shows that it's been a very productive and overall a good season, a positive season compared to relegation last year and like the subsequent, you know, finishing like 10th or 11th in previous, uh, the season before that. Um, but yeah, I think we did better than expected. The fact that we went like, Five wins on the bounce of one point during the season that really helped. 
And I think the fact that we were pushing Liverpool towards uh, the All-Mag, the, the first place, you know, that was exciting from a point of view. But realistically, I think Bristol fans were not expecting, you know, to get promoted this season. Mm. And looking at, like, history, again, if you believe that type of thing, um, of course, we finished third this season. Look who finished third last season and what they well, what they did this season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Never, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you can you can look at all of those statistics and kind of build your own story. It make, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think about Bristol's um, season so far, or as it was, Emma? What do you what do you think about them? Um, I think you know they were pushing. I, I definitely think there's a lot of positives to carry forward for Bristol. I think I think Sharon will agree with that. Um, I feel that. They've kind of found some sort of identity. Um, you know, it's been a good season and I think there's been some good performances. It's definitely something to build on. And I don't see why they can't uh, be ambitious and believe that they can, you know, it's something that they can achieve next season. I definitely think they'll be in the mix. Yeah. I, I, I've got a question for Shahan. Um, a lot of young players and a few of them are loanees. Any fear that they won't be back next season? Uh, well, at the moment we only well we have two loanees. Of course, yeah. uh, I've been Fran Bentley from Man United and Aggie Beaver yeah. from Chelsea. Yeah, um, yeah, Shahan, before you say they're only two, who who are the top players in your team? Because Beaver Jones is a, a name that you guys wax live. That's she. She's not just a loanee. She's key. <laughs> Absolutely, Roddy, absolutely. And yeah, um doing doing wonders on the international stage as well as the yeah. um domestic stage as well. Um but yeah, um Fran I think tweeted or uh, at least put on her Instagram as well saying um she's enjoyed her time with Bristol City. So read into that what you will. So it looks like she will be going Bye. back to Man United. Um Rodney. Um as far as I've seen, um I can be with Jones anything on social media yet. Yeah. But yeah, um, I w- realistically, I would love to see both players, you know, stay with the club. But I think if you look at the last two Bristol games, Sophie Whitehouse, our other uh, goalkeeper, started mm. those two games. Mm. And when Lauren Smith was interview- asked about this in the final home game against London City, um, why uh, Sophie Whitehouse was selected, um, she said, you know, Sophie had been doing really well in training. And so wanted to give her the chance. Uh, but I think from another point of view, it can be seen that, like, I think there's plans for Sophie to become, like, the number one goalkeeper next season and, you know, get her, give her some game time towards the end, end um, of this, this season. And I thought she did very well uh, last Sunday. Mm. Uh, a little bit better than, than the game against London City as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I the Fran Brent, Bentley one, I'm not surprised. I think she was, at, she was on loan at Blackburn the previous season. More, yes, and then got yeah. recalled by Man United. Yeah. But I don't think she's pitching in the game. But she got recalled Fran- and not re- and not used, so she'll go yeah. back to Manchester again and, and go out on loan to probably another Championship club. She gets about a bit, don't she? Fran? Does she? I mean, she's putting out the the, the air miles, definitely. Or <laughs> I mean, Fran Benny was the young player of the year, as voted for by the Bristol City supporters. Okay, um, how, how old is she? If you don't mind, you know. I think she's twenty one or twenty two. Okay. Yeah, twenty yeah, one. She's very good. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think out of the two, from what I've seen, I would say Beaver Jones is probably more pivotal to Bristol. You know, in terms of what I've seen on the pitch and 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 what kind of goal 
threat she has posed to other teams going forward. Very good on the ball, very composed, use either foot and um yeah, very comfortable. And I I I you know, I, I see that team if they can get her back on loan again, doing very well next season. Very well. Yeah, Goalkeeper exactly. situation, you know, you know, you, you have a good keeper, but you you you, you groom your own you know, from the academy and um, he's good. I was going to ask you about um, Abby Harrison. You don't you don't see her leaving at all, do you? I mean, hopefully not because she signed a new contract uh, in okay. March uh, yeah. until the end of uh, next season. And like, and she has the same clause as Amy Palmer. Um, of course, Nana Palmer's granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she has the same clause as Amy Palmer, where again, who also signed a new contract earlier this season where um they they can trigger an, an extension if the team reach get promoted to the WSL next season. Right, okay. So that's quite smart business from then. Um in term uh, about about Amy Palmer out out with a, a long term injury again. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Like um I mean I've, um yeah she she got injured in the Sheffield United game and I think it's something that myself and DM and now have mentioned on the Vixen cast um, that I think Amy Palmer's been so key uh, uh, in the midfield and pretty much mm. like the equivalent of like, you know, being like the engine. Like, we, I yeah. think the last few games we've definitely felt her miss or we've definitely felt yeah. her not being there. And um, I think as part, I think that might contribute to one of the reasons why we haven't been able to win the game since then. I mean, we, yeah. we've got points, but yeah, um, I think that. What I was going to say is that. Um... You know, she's had two injuries this season. She came back from injury. Um, and, you know, for someone who's had their fair share of injuries, especially the knee, she needs to take her time. She really does need to take her time and come back. And the only player I can compare her to in terms of injury and coming back, but this player took a lot longer, is Chloe Kelly. Took a whole year before you even saw her on the pitch because she had to be right. And I think Amy Palmer came back too soon, <clears throat> too soon. And it, and it's when you have an injury to your knee, you can't play around. And I think she came back too soon. And is it is it another knee injury? Well, I mean, looking at the post on the Instagram, she did she uh, her first photo was like of her with the crutches and the brace. But yeah. having seen her the last home game, uh, she was able to walk around freely independently. So at least yeah. she's out of the brace, out of the crutches, but I just don't think, yeah, she was match fair. Um, yeah. and, but in terms of like the injury, um, yeah, I know she had a similar injury last season in the WSL where she was out for like about a month or two yeah. and missed earlier a, a small part of this season due to uh, having COVID. So there was two games at Ashton Gates and Amy Palmer, unfortunately, wasn't able to play at either of them. One because of COVID, the other because of her injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you suggest that Bristol might go in, in terms of challenge. I don't want to do that yet. I don't want to try and say who's going to go up. But you, when you do look at the table, there are quite a few London teams in the top half. You've got Charlton, you've got Crystal Palace, and you've got London City Lionesses, um, which is not bad, really, considering they're not far from one another in terms of miles. But um, the league, the league does need more. Uh, what I want to do is 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 jump away from the the championship, bye bye championship. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, WSL. Get Emma to talk about Man City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got big things, uh, and we'll do that in a moment. Yeah. 
Manchester City went big. How many goals did they score, Emma? Seven big goals. What? <laughs> Magnificent seven. Okay, look. Right, the last time we spoke, um, talked about the top three, Manchester City fluffed their lines and you just came along and picked up the, the chalk and said, this is how you do it, over to the, 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 the school board and said, A plus B squared equals Manchester City <laughs> third. <laughs> yeah. Manchester United, not in the top three. Um, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really pleased, obviously, another big win. Um, good to to get a good handful of goals as well. But um, I'm I'm more pleased in the fact that we've we've took it into our own hands now, um, and we don't have to rely on what United are doing. Uh, it's just about us now, just finishing on high and getting the results now from here on in. And two big games, obviously, Birmingham tomorrow. Uh, that was a, a game that was postponed earlier in the season. So it's our game in hand and that's the one that we've got to win that will set us up, hopefully, uh, heading into the weekend and just being able to just go out and, and finish the season well and secure that top three. Yeah, I mean, look, right, Man United is still third. I know people say, oh, they're not, they're not, they're not at the top three. I don't see Manchester City, as we talk now, losing their next game. I don't. I don't. I don't. That's easy for you to say, but you know they've 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 just kind of held Chelsea at a one nil this weekend. So yeah, but they had they had the rain and the smog. Trepidation, you know that it it was. You know they played well at the weekend. You know they beat Brighton the week before that, and you know they've got something to fight for. Birmingham, they they can afford to throw everything into this game, and you know we can't. You know, uh, you know. We've got to give them a bit of respect, and you know we've we've also got to go out and get the job done. So, you know, I'm I'm not I can't be overly confident, uh, given the sort of situation that Birmingham find themselves in. It's a big game for both teams. Yeah, I, look, go on, Shahan, go on. Now, to say, is tomorrow technically the NY derby because she's played for both teams? <laughs> well, That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> You know, uh, obviously she didn't play many minutes uh, in the Brighton game, so I wonder if he has uh, Gareth has obviously chose Bunny ahead of Ellen, so Ellen's a bit more well rested uh, and might be selected. You know, to start against Birmingham, and you know, she'll want to go out and and have a good game against a former club as well. So yeah. Just gonna have to see what happens on the night, and it's the last home game as well, so it'll be good to finish with a win there. It, I, I'm sure it will be, but look, I, you know, I, I teased you when I said you you, you bypassed Manchester United, and I, I know that's kind of like a bit cheeky because it's not happened yet. But um, Manchester United did slip up in terms of the games, the game that they had previously with a draw against Aston Villa, um, and it just opened the door, and and it is what it is, and it's going to be. It's, it could be the same again, the same individuals in the top three again. So it's uh, so much, so much drama at the top yeah. of the of the WSL. I, I, I am genuinely interested to hear how the United fans are feeling now because, um, I mean, I kind of said this as a bit of a joke the other week, but 
you know, if this was any other team, you'd be using phrases like bottled it <laughs> and everything, everything else. So, um, Everyone's been too caught up with Coventry to kind of get into yeah. that diet. That's what it is. Everyone's been looking yeah. elsewhere. screen. A lot of a lot of a lot of smoke bombs going off. Everyone's like, nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Yeah. No, it's 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 an, an interesting. You know, I just want to quickly rattle through the 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 results, but I also want to ask a question, right? Um, while I I do that for both of you, I think it's time that league. I think it's time that the leagues increase in number. You know, the WSL and the Championship. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to leave that with you. I'm going to ask you a question. How do you think that's that can be achieved? But let me just go through the results as they are. Uh, Manchester City, uh, as Emma said, seven, whopping seven. Brighton two, Manchester United three, uh, West Ham nil, Leicester City nil. What? Reading nil. What? Arsenal seven. Uh, Aston Villa nil. Uh, Birmingham nil. Chelsea one. Not sure about the handball though. Uh, and Everton too. Tottenham too. Everton. Everton doing what Everton men. Yeah. Back from the dead. Showing life. Um, <laughs> the mobile cemetery keeps rolling on. Yeah. Is it? Everton is such a obscurity, aren't they, this season? It's like, it's, like, it's like the walking dead in football. Not sure. Who's there? Are you, are you real? Just, Jahan's thinking, what? Don't worry, Shan. It's just a crazy <laughs> world. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I'm thinking, you know, with the results, you know, Arsenal being Villa 7-0, Man City being Brian 7-2, and of course, like, for example, the, the other week, Chelsea being less than 9-0, makes you think, you know, I probably don't miss the WSL so much after all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You do you. I, I'm happy with the championship for another season. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, well, seriousness. I've got a similar sort of question to help Powell, Powell in the in the post match. Yeah. Uh, basically saying, you know, seven two is is it really a good advert for the women's game? You know, when you you get in these high scoring goal games, um, and I, I think it, it evidently shows that there is still a gap. Um, wow. You know, and I, I don't. The the hardest thing is to know where. You know the the investment that we spoke about, where it so needs to go, really, to see that kind of Im- improvement that you know we d- we desperately need to see to make it become you know as competitive. I mean, it is a competitive league, but you know you've got your top, you've got your bottom, and then there's like a little in between. Do you know what I mean? And I think strengthening the league and and making it. Um, you know, bringing more teams in the fold essentially will help do that. Um, and it's it's not about how you do it. It's just about doing it now, I think, at this point. Mm. Shahan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree in the long term, you know, I think both leagues, you know, should be expanded, you know, probably to like 14. But of course, I don't want to it to be done at the expense of like the yeah. National League and the other tiers lower in the pyramid. Uh, yeah, because I think that there has to be investment across, you know, all the all the pyramid. Because if it's just yeah, the, the top two leagues that get expanded um, and nothing happens to tier three and below, then of course the teams trying to get get up, you know, to the W seven championship, you know, might face further struggles. Yeah. Well, I, I I mean, this is where I'm I'm quite cruel at times and blunt, Emma. You you've heard me many times talk about the FA and about what they should be doing. And 
I, I don't know whether or not the FA have the clout that they say they have or what people believe they have. I don't I don't really believe I think football is controlled by the Premier League, essentially. And all of the stuff that we talk about as fans and about how we want the game to grow and about what should happen in the league. I'm I can't quite get my head around the fact that we keep coming back to the same point when everyone says you know, we have to be careful about the, the pyramid, correct? We have to be careful about the National League, North and South, correct? We're not sure. And I asked the question only a month ago, Emma, why was there another international break in a league where there's only 12? Why can't there be 14 teams? I spoke to someone at Crystal Palace, the backroom staff, two weeks since the last game. They said the girls want to play football. That's well. That's ultimately it, isn't it? If there's an opportunity to play, you you're gonna want to play. You know the the game. Um, we have come such a long way in in really a short space of amount, short space of time. And I think season upon season, we are seeing positive changes. Um, and I think everyone has ideas of how they see the future of the women's game. And I think we all really see it quite differently. Um, you know, you've got your fans that just want to grow your attendances. You've got fans that want to expand the league. You've got your fans that want to, you know, see better officiating. You know, we've all, but we, I think we're all on the same page, but I, it almost feels like we can't have it all at once. Yeah. Do you, do you know what? This is the thing that everyone's like, you, and I'm so glad you used the word about some fans want to grow the game. You know, I just want to see more teams in the league. I, n- I never talk about how many fans go to a game because that's that's a, um, that's down to the individual choice. Mm. You know, you can like football and watch football from home. I'm of the generation where a lot of people couldn't go football because they didn't have the finances to, but and they could only watch games at a certain time when they were on TV. At a certain, that was it. You know, either that you had CFAX or Teletext. That is how you followed your team or the radio. You know, we are blessed in terms of technology, the access of things online, phones, tablets, you name it, we have it. But the question always comes down to the number of teams in a league. If you have 12 teams in a league, I don't know how you can start the league in August and finish in May and tell me that you have stretched out those games in the same period that a Premier League team that has 20 teams does in the same time. I don't. I don't get. I'm. I'm, I'm baffled. Oh, championship league of, one, league two, yeah, twenty four. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm baffled in terms of how that's done. The mathematical wizardry that people use to then say, yeah, but the, you know, we have to be careful about the pyramid. There are people that want to play football. It's yeah, I mean, simple. listen. You know, it's a, it's it's inevitable that it. It, that it's going to happen. It will happen at some point. It's got to happen. I think we can all agree on that. Um, you know, I, I'm, managers have spoke out about the need f- to expand the leagues. I mean, I, I think there was uh, Emma Hayes, uh, Gareth Taylor also spoke out about it. <laughs> and he's a man of very few words. So, <laughs> you, know, uh, it's, you know, and it's pleasing to hear. Uh, and there's definitely a case for it. So, um it, you know, it's certainly time that the yeah. conversations need to be had. And I think um, we kind of, as fans, need to hear that 
the plans and and what that looks like and and when because uh, yeah. uh, we can't keep kind of pl plodding along uh, uh, this way you know if you look at the, the 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 premier league um you know it starts in august it finishes in may we start in september beginning of september and we finish in april so you know there is room here you know in between to you know to get those extra games in and and let's you know if we're going to do it uh you know with this broadcasting deal it can it can it can work uh, you know I, so. it, i've got i've got look right the, the no, no 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 you know i've said before <laughs> they should increase it to 16 someone said oh it could even be two okay fine you mentioned the playoff um i, I, I bumped into daniel or dan uh, at the game. Apologies. Oh, yeah, Dan from... Yeah, Dan yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I had a nice man. chat with him after the game. Um, you know, playoff suggestions, you know, in the championship. Same with National League, North and South, playoff suggestions. Two yeah. teams going up to the championship, two teams going up to um, the WSL, increase capacity. All of a sudden, and, and this is the bit about people talk about the number of fans... And, and this is where we get into the sponsorship and the TV. Newcastle United. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle United women. And, 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 and let me be very clear when I say this. The ownership that people lambasted because of human rights. All of a sudden, people are turning a blind eye and saying, oh, but they had, they're supporting women's football. And these, these uh, owners, they know that they're on kind of, shaky ground because they weren't openly welcomed by the Premier League in terms of their ownership of Newcastle. Newcastle United women at the Newcastle ground, 22,134 fans. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, because it's like tier four as well. It's beaten at any record. Yeah, right. So the argument about we've got to get the fans in which is banded around at, in, in WSL clubs who have women's teams that are successful, like Arsenal and Chelsea, go to the men's ground, can't generate that fan base. Can't generate that fan base because the fans either have, have prioritised the men's team, have either prioritised the, the economics of their outgoings, or it's the wrong time. Hmm. You know, Manchester United women played at Old Trafford. You think if they'd have got 22,000, they'd have been going around doing... They'd be doing somersaults from Manchester to London and backflips. They'd be like, yep, look at us. Non-stop. Sky would have punched through the roof and said, this is Manchester United, look at the game, women's game. But this is Newcastle United and they're down in the fourth tier. And, you know, there's articles about it. But no one's going around and doing letting off fireworks necessarily. Saying it's, it's that, huge. I mean, did the club come out and say that they they want them to compete in Champions League, and and they've they've set this this whole kind of yeah. I mean, you can say timeline of where they want to be in so many you years. Can, you and can say I'm that. So ambitious, but unbelievable. You know, go for it. Yeah, you believe yeah. you can do it. Go for it. But do, do do you understand what I mean when you talk about? The sponsorship, everyone talks about sponsorship first. This is the thing that we we, we discussed. Yeah, but a the few thing is with the sponsorship, Rodney, is that hats 
how the women's game generates its money. It's not through the ticket sales. Of course it's not. Through, it is through sponsorship. That is where the teams make money. Right. Okay. All so, these sponsorship deals and right. uh, yeah. No, no, no you're. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying to you is you're right there. But I'll go back again to the point we, we discussed a few weeks ago when we talked about Barcelona and the the amazing fan base that turned up for them at the, the, the new camp. And I said to you, in Barcelona, it's a way of life. So when the fans go to the new camp, it isn't about the men's team. They see the colour of the shirt and they think it's Barcelona. Yeah. I went to a conference for work maybe 10, 15 years ago in Newcastle. It was there for the weekend. After the conference, we went out for a meal. And it was, it was like game day. I could not believe how many people I saw were in a Newcastle kit. Little kids, grannies, you name it. Right. Everyone. I'm telling you. Listen, I, I saw, so, I I saw everyone in a, and I thought, wow, this is a, t this is a city that says. I just the idea of a granny in a. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, when I saw it myself, I was like, you guys ain't playing. It's, it, this is a one club city. So when the game is on, someone says someone's playing at the ground. Is a new. They don't even say women. They say Newcastle United are playing. We're at home. Let's go. That's it. And yeah. that is what they. And the thing is, United Newcastle United owners have been very smart. However, they've marketed it. They know that that part of the world love football, so they just say Newcastle are playing at home. That's it. That's it. Hmm. When you've got Manchester United playing outside of Manchester, don't care. People say it's great at Manchester. It's not Old Trafford. It's not next to Old Trafford. At least with Manchester City, the academy stadium's right next to the Etihad. Should they wish to play in the Etihad, it's a quick walk across the bridge. It's there. Same location. Similar you know? thing for Bristol to an extent. but <laughs> No, but you have it. Do you understand? Yeah. So I feel you... fortunate that we have that. Do you know what I mean? Ah, and not, but... many, not many clubs can facilitate that. Not, well, it's not about facilitation. It's about planning, Emma. Your owners came in and they in automatically said, this is what we are doing for the Manchester City brand. This is it. So when they talk about being inclusive as a game, they included everyone and they didn't say we're being inclusive, but we're going to send you 15 miles away to play football. Mm. That's not being inclusive. No, I still, can't, <laughs> I still can't. I still can't get my head around that. That's, not, that's not being included. I got on the bus in Manchester an hour later. I'm like, where are we? <laughs> LSV. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are we? Wigan. <laughs> I walked past the pub <laughs> and all I saw was rugby league. I was like, what's going on? Because they don't do football there. I was like, okay. <laughs> Wrong weird. place. So, yeah. Let's not wait for the fans. Let's talk about increasing the, the number of teams. And the players will generate the interest. And, and we generate the interest, Emma, because the fans are talking. We talk amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. it, it, I doubt very much in about 12 months' time we won't be having the same conversation. I think we will be having the same conversation because I, ju I just don't see how the hand-wringing, head-plodding individuals who are running the FA are going to do anything different because they'll let the Euros come along. 
they'll see the bandwagon about we're going to grow the game and this is a legacy and then what next and then before you know it there'll be another international break and <laughs> you know it'll be different and they'll be playing a, a England Lionesses A versus Lionesses B and that for me is not growing the game I mean there will be another international tournament tournament next summer with the World Cup but yeah that's fine but between you're then talking about qualifications but that's I not see, growing yeah. it's not it's not growing the league and my interest is in the league my interest is in in the the, the homegrown players that I'm seeing I'm seeing young players at Crystal Palace. I'm seeing young players at London City. Like I'm seeing young players at Charlton. I'm seeing young players. It can't always be about the international. They want to play football. They want to play football. Going back to the commentary game, I saw one. Uh, 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 I saw Katie Wilkinson play, and I'm like thinking, this this player should be in the WSL. She should be in the WSL. So good technique. I mean, she brought the ball down and control. It was like watching Matrix. Everyone froze. <laughs> On, I'm telling you, all of the Watford players were like, what? Whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. What's she going to do? And they stopped. And I thought, wow, this is the level of respect that you have, that everyone knows that if you get too close, you're going to get give away a foul. She's going to turn away. She's going to spread. And she did just that. And, and every single time they tried to rough her up, it didn't work. And I just thought to myself, there are players that we need to see more of. She's one of them. She's one of them. We need to see more of Amy Palmer. We need to see more. We can't just see a few. We need to see more of these players. And it can't just be when there's an international. It can't. It has to be because there's accessibility. There's more teams. And, and the FA need to do something. And it needs to be well thought out. They need to have a conversation between the WSL, Championship and National League and get it sorted. Because if they don't change the format, if we keep using the same redundant obstacles as a reason why not to bring about change, then, you know, I don't mind talking about the same things over and over again. I listen to other podcasts, you know, that do I mean, the same thing. While we're sticking with the theme of, like, league expansion, I, I, I can never notice, I don't think it's just a problem in England, because I think if you look at, like, you know, the NWSL, I, I don't think they have as many leagues, and neither do, like, uh, the... W League in Australia, and I think the Scottish League similarly has like ten or twelve teams or something like that. And and I think the French League also has, and the Spanish leagues don't have as many teams. So yeah, it's, it's not just an English problem. I think it's a international I, I, problem. I think the Spanish League has probably got about eighteen teams. Does it? Oh, I think so. But the, the, and the difference between America and Australia and the UK is the time it takes to to get to a game. You haven't got to fly everywhere, and they've got like time zones. <laughs> You know what I mean, I'm going to a different time. I'm going to bed at four o'clock because I need to. It's, it's, it, for me, there, there needs to be a serious, well thought out solution to actually increasing the game and increasing the access. Oh, you know, Emma, I, I'm doing the rant. I'm doing the rant. I know I'm doing the rant. Right. Um, You're doing well. I'm not, <laughs> I, I try not to. I try not to do the rant. I try not to. Um, look, sometimes this... things need to be said. You're going to get to the end of the season. We get to the end of the season, either, and 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 people are going to, you know, maybe ask the question. And yeah, the question there has to be, be a, you know, there has to be, 
a time where the FA acknowledged that Kelly Simmons needs to come out and maybe just say something. This is this is the idea. This is this is our vision, and this is where we see it going. And this yeah. is the time. Like this is the time frame. This and is, just, it has to be done. Yeah, let's let's just start using some clarity. Brilliant. Um, I don't want to dwell on too long because I know people have got tea. You've got tea. Shahan's got tea. I've got a bowl of cereal to look forward to. Um, don't worry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is this is the world we live in. Don't blame me, blame the government. Um, <laughs> it's austerity measures. Um, Shahan, um, I want to ask you, you know, this, the, the championship's over. You know, has it been a good season for Bristol? What are you expecting next season? Uh yeah, thanks uh, thanks for the question, Romney. And yes, I'd say it's been a very good season for Bristol. Uh I think overall we've done better than expected. Just shows we can compete in this league. And I've got to say, like, thank you. I, I know I've said before, Ronnie, but thank you again for promoting the championship because I, I don't know about other Bristol fans, but I was a bit nervous about not knowing what to expect. Thinking, oh, the championship, champ, championship, maybe the inferior league. But I know we said we've left the WSL at the worst time that season with the TV deal. But I think looking at it, we've also entered the championship at the best time as well, because the league has grown so much in terms of exposure and competitiveness and headlines, good or bad. But I think now that Liverpool, like the big fish, you know, finally got promoted. Um, I think Bristol are definitely going to be one of the bigger teams next season. Um, I don't know who's going to come down, but I think it's most likely going to be Birmingham, unless they do something at Man City in the, and, and the Villa on Sunday. But I'm um, interested to see what's going to happen you know, between either Southampton and Wolves whichever of them get promoted. And and I think from looking at the championship, like, again, the news was announced today, the Sunderland ladies are going to rebrand as Sunderland women. Um, I don't know if they're going to become fully professional or if there's any other change in investment. I mean, the, last Sunday was the first time they ever streamed a women's game on their YouTube channel, as far as I, I can recall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think from a Bristol point of view, as long as we can keep, you know, or retain some of our key players, or I'm bringing some further new um experience and all exciting talent and i think yeah bristol can definitely push and yes um lauren smith is still under contract for another two years i believe um i think i saw star my post on the instagram saying apparently she she i think her time at bristol is coming to an end i don't know whether that's because her contract ended or whether she's going to somewhere else but that if that's the case the club haven't confirmed it yet it is disappointing to see time Murray go because i think she's been probably my favorite player of the season and, and a few others have enjoyed her how well she's been doing but yeah i think bristol i think okay this season we're seeing as a free fall i think next season you know let's push let's push as, as far as we can you know yeah that's good you know thanks for Han, and, and and the news about satara murray as well i mean it's got to be very very difficult um emma i mean what do you what do you have to say about the new potential centre-back signing <laughs> <laughs> Right, Emma, what do you think in terms of Manchester City? Do you think you're going to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. So you were measured before and you just went in right and just said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> get in. You measured. You get in. I don't yeah, blame no, you. I, I am, um, you know, it's... It's been a season and a half, you know, it's it's been 
you know, a story of two halves, I suppose, if you're looking at it, you know, first half, Christmas, and then, you know, after Christmas in the new year. So um, to be in this position that we're in now, obviously with a Conti Cup um, trophy, you know, an FA Cup to look forward to and pushing for that third place in, in Champions League next season um, with two games to go. Um, it's an unbelievable turnaround. I'm really pleased. And I think um, as a team, I think it's it, we've learned a lot. Um, and I think maybe it's the kind of season that we needed, to be honest. Um, you know, we've we've been, you know, pushing and competing at the at the very top and, and just been off the pace, um, not being able to obviously get anywhere near Chelsea in terms of their dominance domestically. Um, and I feel that maybe this has kind of allowed us to become stronger as a team, um, a bit of a character builder, um, you know, le- lessons learned. It's shown that, you know, we, we, we can obviously be a team that can play resiliently and, and be dogged and get the results. And um you know, to the quality as well that's obviously shone through in this second half of the season. So I think it might offer us that little extra something that perhaps we need to to go on and be really successful again uh, and, you know, get some more silverware in the cabinet. Yeah. Do you know what? Go on, on, Johan. I was giggling in because Emma said Sean and that's her surname. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Shahan with the gags. <laughs> he's got the gags, isn't he? He's got the gags and he's, he's uh, yeah, he's got the charm. He's got the charm. <laughs> Get Shahan. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, look, b- before we come to an end, what I, I almost forgot to do is is I think it's right that, that we hear a little bit from Jay. Jay Bradford. Um, post-match comments. Uh, and once we've heard this, we'll come back and say, um, Taddy Hall. Where is she? There she is. I think everyone's happy you escaped, but in this fashion, it's very, very difficult to kind of see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel for Watford. You know, yeah. you never want to be on a pitch where the other team's been relegated. That's a horrible place to be. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at one half of the pitch and people are jumping around. I'm looking at the other half and there's, there's tears. People are trying to pick each other up. That's, but that's why we love football because it gives you two sides of the coin. And you know, one, we were one kick away from being the other side of that pitch. So. Yes, as, as much as I feel for Watford, we deserved our moment. We yes. deserved to escape and we, we did it in the greatest fashion possible. We yeah, did. I will say one thing, uh, I know it was only one goal, but you had a number of free kicks. Did you at any point in the game think, why didn't you score from that one? Yeah, I think we had a couple and obviously Grace hitting the, the post, that's a big moment. But as I said, you know, when you've got people like Molly, when you've got people like Katie Wilkinson who can strike a ball properly and even when the pressure's on and you know the crowd are up, they still have good technique, they don't lose their focus. So I always knew that if we had another one, it, it would be the one. And Molly yeah. Green produced the one. 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 I mean, did anyone see the screenshot that I don't know who posted it? Or I don't remember which platform, but um, they they referred to Jay Bradford as Jay Bradley, I believe, and actually accidentally referred to her as a he. Oh man, I've made mistakes like that, but no, not like that. But I yeah. made mistakes. <laughs> 
it's not good. No, it's not good. That's why I don't do any images anymore. Just words. Just words. Right. Um, we'll come to an end. Shahan, it's been great having you on. Um, we must do it again. You've got to hold the line next time. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm supposed to have been many hold the lines or recently. Um, and yeah, today, uh, your listeners and watchers know, of course, the new episode of Vixen Cast is due to be out this week sometime. I mean, we were going to record tonight, but DM and I weren't available. So that's why. Oh, right. I'm like, what, what, what am I like last yeah, minute? No, no, yeah, no, no. Is that again? Tell them that you've been poached, Shahan. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing the league. You've got bigger things. <laughs> He's not getting it. <laughs> He's not biting. Uh, Emma, um, brilliant as always. Thank you. Yeah, sorry I was late. No, sorry. don't be silly. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> listen, this is a professional um, podcast. And even those who are professional, things are crazy behind the scenes and everyone just pulls it in together at the last minute. So that's just the way it goes. And, and we did it. This is not necessarily the last one of the on and off to pitch for this season, but it is in terms of the championship I've enjoyed. Uh, reviewing all of the teams that I've watched so far. Um, I've got to say big, big thank you to the London City Lionesses um, and Crystal Palace for allowing me to come down and see them. And of course, uh, Watford as well and spend time uh, doing media stuff, which would be great. And actually getting to see and meet the players and speak to the management team. And these guys, um, especially at Crystal Palace, part-time, they put hours in, they put hours in, they put hours in. And, you know, some people take it for granted. And in terms of Watford, the backroom staff, it was difficult to actually even say anything to anyone after that game. You could see them. You didn't know what to say because, you know, you know, I suppose as a viewer, as, a, as, as someone in the stands, you, when you see moments like that, you're impacted by the way things develop, the goal, and you, you have to have compassion for the other team. And it was hard to see players so distraught at the end of the game because they knew what it meant and how it happened as well is just whew, difficult to contend with. Very, very difficult to contend with. Um, it's really difficult sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, I've been on the inside of those sort of conversations and they can be very, uh, you have to have some tact, you know, but you also have to be ultimately professional at the same time because, you know, you're obviously in a position where you're trying to report that information yeah. Uh, and people want that reaction and uh it's very difficult and um i just want to thank you rodney because you know it's championship you've been championing it all season <laughs> and, and and like you say you know it's, it's it's one of those leagues that does ever so slightly go under the radar but it's getting there you know people are yeah. seeing what a fantastic league it is and people are, are taking more interest and i think that's only sort of going to get better and better as, yeah. as time goes on and yeah, it's been really enjoyable. I've certainly learned a lot more about the championship this season uh, and the teams that are competing in, in it. And, you know, there's some quality players in there as, as well that have shone. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <I'm sure>. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> more of it, please. Well, look, um, I'm, I'm only able to do the things in terms of the championship because I'm able to talk with other individuals about football. So I have to thank you, Emma. You've been very, very supportive of me. And even when I thought, oh, gosh, no one's understanding or listening, you said, no, don't don't stop. So it's uh, it's difficult. Don't, don't, listeners, please, this is not a confessional. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is not church. Just chill. I mean, just chill. Molly, there was something when you mentioned earlier about giving things to the, those various London-based clubs or based near yeah. London. Yeah. I remember there was, there was one you didn't mention in particular, or was that because you, ha- you yeah. haven't been to that ground? Or... I haven't been to that ground. Oh, Who are you going to say? Who are you going to say? Charlton. I've been to Charlton once. Oh, I see. Okay. Once. Charlton, I've been to Charlton once. I haven't been to West Ham. You know, I haven't been to West Ham, uh, Tottenham trying to get to, but, you know, they blocked me. I um, mean, nearly a game there that I was able to get to this season was Watford. And, of course, DM and that saw you at the Palace game. So, hopefully, we'll have to see you at the game next season. Or you come yeah. down to the HPC. And, of course, Emma, uh, it's a shame I couldn't see you at the Man City game. Yeah, Qu- I, I was going that one. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's yeah, a journey. It was really good to meet you when we caught up in Manchester. Yeah, after my birthday, of course. Yeah, yes. no, I really enjoyed that. And we definitely need to do that again. Yeah, we'll, we, we will do. Right, that's it from everyone here. I'm Rodney, that guy. I don't know what he does. Emma, thank you. Shahan, no thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, for those uh, watching on YouTube, please, I don't know, like if you want to. And for those listening on any audio um, platform, like if you want to but (laughs) Um, this is on and off the pitch until next time laters Has anyone seen Nana Palmer?